Hello, everyone. Good morning. And uh, welcome to Judges live reading chapter six to eight. We're going to do today. Hope you're doing OK. We got Gideon today. An interesting character. Ah, we got a minute. That's cool. Okay. I think we should go for it. Judges 6 to 8. Should I just pray and then I'll read God's word to us this morning? Father in heaven, thank you so much for Jesus. Please just help us to understand and hear your voice now. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites because the power of Midian was so oppressive. The Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves and strongholds. Wherever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land and ravaged it. Midian so uh, impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hands of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have, you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? 
But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I'll be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Gideon replied, if now I found favour in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I'll wait until you return. Gideon went in, prepared a young goat, and from an ephah of flour he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. With the tip of the staff that was in his hand, the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realised that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Ah, sovereign Lord, I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid, you're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah of the Abezerites. The same night, the Lord said to him, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of its of this height, using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down. Offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the men of the town, he did it at night rather than at the daytime. In the morning, when the men of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished with the Asherah pole beside it, cut down, and the second bull sacrificed on the newly built altar. They asked each other, who did this? When they carefully investigated, they were told that Gideon, son of Joash, did it. The men of the town demanded of Joash, bring out your son, he must die, because he's broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. But Joash replied to the hostile crowd around him, are you going to plead Baal's cause? Are you trying to save him? Whoever fights for him shall be put to death by morning. If Baal really is God, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So that day they called Gideon. Jeroboam, saying, let Baal contend with him because he broke down Baal's altar. Now all the Midianites, Amalekites and other eastern peoples joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet summoning the Abezerites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh calling them to arms and also into Asher, Zebulun and Naphtali so that they too went up to meet them. Gideon said to God, if you will serve Israel by my hand as you've promised, look, I'll place a wool of fleece on the threshing floor. If there's dew on the fleece and all the ground is dry, 
Then I'll know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you've said. And that is what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece, wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to the Lord, do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece. This time, make the fleece dry and the ground covered with dew. That night God did so. Only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. In chapter 7, early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will sift them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down to drink. 300 men lapped um, with their hands to their mouths. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. So the Lord said to, uh, to Gideon, with 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites to their tents, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp, because I'm going to give it into your hands. If you're afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you'll be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could do no more, oh, sorry, could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given Midians, the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into the three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon, 
Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hand and holding in the right hand the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah, towards Zerarah, as far as the border of Abel Mahola near Tabith. Israelites from Naphtali, Asher and all Manasseh were called out and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers through, through the hill country of Ephraim saying, come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Bara. So all the men of Ephraim were called out and they took the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Bara. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they criticized him sharply, but he answered them. What have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't the gleanings of Ephraim's grapes better than the full grape harvest of Abiezer? God gave Oreb and Zeb the Midianite leaders into your hands. What was I able to do compared to you? At this, their resentment against him subsided. Gideon and his 300 men, exhausted yet keeping up the pursuit, came to the Jordan and crossed it. He said to the men of Succoth, Give my troops some bread, they're worn out, and I'm still pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Succoth said, Do you already have in the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna in your possession? Why should we give bread to your troops? And Gideon replied, just for that, when the Lord has given Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, I will tear your flesh with desert thorns and briars. From there, he went up to Peniel and made the same request of them. But they answered as the men of Succoth had. So he said to the men of Peniel, when I return in triumph, I'll tear down this tower. Now Zebar and Zalumna, Salmunna, sorry, were in Karkor with a force of about 15,000 men, all that were left out of the armies of the eastern peoples, 120,000 swordsmen had fallen. Gideon went up by route of the nomads east of Noba and Jogbiha and fell upon an unsuspecting army. Zebar and Zalmunna the two kings of Midian fled, but he pursued them and captured them, routing their entire army. Gideon, son of Joash, then returned from the battle by the pass of Heres. He caught a young man of Succoth and questioned him, and the young man wrote down for him the names of the 70 
seven officials of Succoth, the elders of the town. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Succoth, Here are Ziba and Zalmunna, about whom you taunted me by saying, Do you already have um, the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna in your possession? Why should we give you bread to, to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught the men of Succoth a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and briars. He also pulled down the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the town. Then he asked Zeba and Zalmunna, what kind of men did you kill at Tabor? Men like you, they answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, those were my brothers the sons of my own mother. As surely as the Lord lives, if you'd spared their lives, I, I would not kill you. Turning to Jether, his oldest son, he said, kill them. But Jether did not draw his sword because he was only a boy and was afraid. Zebar and Zalmunna said, come do it yourself. As is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them and took the ornaments of, off their camel's necks. The Israelites said to Gideon, rule over us, you, your son and your grandson, because you've saved us out of the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I'll not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And he said, I do have one request that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, We'll be glad to give them. So they spread out a garment and each man threw a ring from his plunder onto it. The weight of the gold rings he asked for came to about 1700 shekels, not counting the ornaments, the pendants and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian or the chains that were on their camel's necks. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed in Ophrah, his town, all Israel prostituted themselves by worshipping it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Thus, Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land enjoyed peace for 40 years. Jeroboam, son of Joash, went back home to live. He had 70 sons of his own, for he had many wives. His concubine who lived there in Shechem also bore um, him a son whom he named Abimelech. Gideon son, Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Ophrah of the Aberazites. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up Baal Berith as their god and did not remember the Lord their god who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show kindness to the family of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, for all the good things he'd done for them. So the story of Gideon there, um, one verse I kept thinking about is in Isaiah where it says, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, he will shatter the yoke that burdens us, you know, and that's talking of Jesus coming. And so, yeah, Jesus is, well, Gideon's a bit like Jesus, isn't he? How the Lord uses Gideon to defeat the Midianites. 
Um, but Jesus defeats all our enemies for us, uh, which is, yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, Gideon, he's a very normal guy, isn't he? He's got weak faith. He struggles to believe God's words, but Jesus still picks him up and uses him. And I find that really encouraging when I think about Gideon. So have a good Tuesday, everyone. Um, next reading tomorrow. And uh, yeah, see you then. Lots of love. Bye bye.